Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Chomper. Sick balls. This is Hold Up. Oh, I this is the say, show where we talk it. about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I do have Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Cue the theme song. On the back Harlow Road. It comes to a dead end by the Royal River. The train tracks are right there. You must have started walking on the train tracks and just followed them the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then after dark, the train must have come along. I'll smack him. Yeah. Bet you anything that if we find them, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, we can even be on TV. Sure, we'll be heroes. Well, kid must be around here someplace. Teddy, you and Vern watch the left side of the tracks. We'll take the right. All right. Somewhere under those bushes was the rest of Ray Brower. Why did you have to die? What's the matter with Gordy? Nothing. All right. In 1986, (laughs) this is just a running joke now. We have a um, quad qu- quadruple a quartet, 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 a quartet of there young you men who go on an adventure with Rob Reiner's directed stand Rip by Reiner. me. Rip Rob. Yeah, Rip Rob. No, this what? is the one that's still alive. Rob Reiner oh, right. just died. No, Rob Reiner didn't die. What? No, that, this person didn't die, did they? Rick Reiner? Who are you talking about? Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is not dead. Rob Reiner's the guy Carl, who directed... Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner's dead. Oh, God damn Rob it. Reiner is the one who played Meathead on yes. All in yes. Family. Yes. He's yes. also directed A Few Good Men. And Carl Reiner from um, yeah, the comedy Ocean's and, Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rob Reiner. Sorry. So definitely right I there. I conflated Ripped Reiners bro, for a sec. Rob. Ripped also, just... He also directed Spinal Tap, Rob Reiner. Hey. So this is a... Think about that. This movie, Stand By Me, and then think about Spinal Tap, and then think about A Few Good Men. Spinal Tap wasn't Carl yeah. Reiner? No, it was Rob mm-hmm. Reiner. And yeah. uh, he also directed When Harry Met Sally as well. Yeah, so like, right. think of all the diversity in this guy's directing. So anyways, yeah, this one, though... Impressive. Got the chops. Yeah, so totally. this one, we have uh, four young lads, Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, and Jerry O'Connell. Uh, and a slightly older gentleman, um, Kiefer Sutherland, and I can't remember the other guy in his gang. Who's Cusack. In, of Mice and, yeah, John Cusack is in this a little bit, but of Mice Richard and Men. Richard Dreyfuss. The young man from um, Mice and Men. Brent just Can found out that name. this is Will Wheaton like five minutes ago. Yeah, he just realized that Gordy. Didn't put it together, man. I, he I, looks exactly like. For some reason, like, I don't yeah. put him in the same age category because Will Wheaton <laughs> always feels like, like a younger guy to me. Even now when I see him talk. It just feels younger to me. It doesn't feel like a fucking uh, Jerry O'Connell or Feldman age. He kind yeah. of disappeared off the radar, and then I always thought it was kind of he's, cool that they let him be on. Uh, they they put him as a kind of a current character on the uh, the, the what's the nerdy show with Sheldon and he was all over Star Trek. Oh, you mean on uh, the Third Rock? From the, or not Third no, Rock? No. From the uh, Big Bang. Theory. Big yeah, Bang Big Theory. Bang. Yeah, he he's like the episodes he's on and stuff. He's really funny. Man, and oh, it's because he, he's huge nerd culture. He yeah. has he has a podcast. He's like got lots of stuff going on. He has the, a game podcast where he gets together with people and plays like yeah, board games and yeah. stuff. By all accounts, like everything I've ever read or heard about Will Wheaton, he seems like a totally awesome guy. So. He seems like a great guy. Yes. Yeah, he's like kind of mean. They, he, they let him play mean sometimes in that show and stuff, and it's fun. That's yeah. funny. It's fun that they let him do that. And uh, Can you imagine how much that guy gets bombarded at like conventions and stuff like oh, that? Oh, God, yeah. And he's it's, all about it. It's crazy, it. yeah. Um, that was a diversion. Yeah, well, what... It's yeah, so, well, yeah, so Stand By Me um, uh, is about some young men going on a bit of a journey, but this movie would not to be um, compared directly to something like Goonies. This is not a, a, kid, a movie about 12-year-old kids that 12-year-old kids should watch. This is a movie for adults told from an adult's perspective it's looking back. It just happens Stephen to King. star 
and and focus on a, a, t- a young time and uh, you know being being young in a person's life. It's the same archetype story though. It's a coming of age story. Yeah, it's Goonies just about is coming of age. This is coming of age. It's just in a deeper. Uh, sorry, a darker. Yeah, there's a darker focus. Age? Sure, like they they have that experience and that they're losing their childhood and and these kids are losing their childhood and and kind of they're at, they're all at that age where they're are they kids anymore? Are they teenagers? And like going into manhood, especially this story, more so than Goonies. Yeah, yeah, this story yeah. definitely more so. So I, I wondered actually as I was watching it, would it, you know people be like, oh, these four young men are in this movie. I'll take my son or my daughter to this and be like, they're looking for a dead body. What's up with that? <laughs> That's not very fun. Um, the fact that they want to see it is always interesting too because if I was these kids' age and my friends are like, you want to go see a dead kid that's our age? I'd have been like, no. I, I do I, not, but I will ride my bike here in front of my house. I think I'd have been into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, <laughs> Brent's, like, Brent's the one who's like would have been like spearheading the whole thing. Yeah, he's like, let's do this, guys. You guys don't want to. We can poke it and stuff. We bring your sticks. Poke it with sticks. Yeah, it's almost a sense of wonderment that they set off. Like, they all the seem idea into of a it, journey. Though. It but, would have been more interesting if like well, except for one Jerry, of them really but, wanted to see it. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. But he had to be pulled along. But he was going to be anyway. That's true. Two, two times for, yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. He's not really flinching. Into it. Yeah, he's not really into it. But they so they have to try and bring him along. Um, but yeah, they're all. It, it's more a sense of wonderment as they just as they leave. It sounds like an adventure, like something cool to see. But over the course of the journey, they they discuss and have some experiences and um, learn a little bit about themselves. Um, so the first thing I wanted to throw out there today um, is that I I think that uh, Corey Feldman is is solid as as he is he was a great little young actor he like he didn't stand out in any way except for like selling what his character was about even in the scenes where he's crying and stuff like that um i thought will wheaton did it a really good job um as gordy he seemed a little younger than the other somehow and i don't know if they're all supposed to be the same age I, i thought river phoenix did a really good job with what he was given um and jerry o'connell i think they might have asked him to do a little bit too much He's got. I felt like he had the easy job. Yeah, I, and I felt like it was the weakest. I I found some speed bumps in all of the movie, but mostly it was the writing and not the kids. Yeah. So let's so, talk about the voiceover because, like, we got to get that out of the way. Yeah. So the, the bookend of this movie is odd to this, me. This movie's oh, I find the voiceover is okay for like seventy percent of it. Anytime that it sounds like he's narrating because he's writing a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once again, they're using that as the vehicle for the voiceover, and it's Richard Dreyfuss who's doing the voiceover, so that all that all works out. But there's times where he does do the voiceover where he's like, I was walking down the street and it was sunny out. It's yeah. just like, stop doing that. Yeah. We just so I would have pulled back on the voiceover because once again, less is more indefinitely in this case, because if you're just describing what you're already doing, because sometimes he's like, like this town was my whole world and I'd never been outside anywhere of this town. So they're giving us information we don't know. Yeah. But if you guys like set out at dawn and you're walking like towards the woods, you don't need to tell me that because I'm fucking not yeah, blind. We I'm, see I'm watching the movie. Yeah. So I would have taken some of that back. I would have just pulled back on it. There's there's too much unnecessary voiceover to remind you that the guy's writing the book or whatever. I don't disagree. But so it's not a, it's not a it was a speed bump, but not a huge huge the, speed bump. The bookend for this movie doesn't. I don't really dig it. 
Be, like where he's writing in the room and then well, his, no, and it starts out when he's in his truck and there's a there's a he has an article that some someone got stabbed and we later learn it's Chris who's River Phoenix's character in this movie. It says it too. I yeah, think it says the name. It does, and then and and I mean, hopefully, <laughs> we have to assume everyone's seen this goddamn movie because now I'm going to jump from the very beginning to the very end. But at the at the end state, um, he is. Uh, um, giving us the rundown on everyone's life. So now that all this crazy thing happened and these guys ran away and did not stand by me, this guy went to prison, this guy amounted to nothing, and this guy got stabbed at a restaurant, and I'm a writer. And then it like then it's done. And I'm like, what the fuck? It, it just seemed like off and no one really wins in this movie, except for Gordy, I guess, who's happy in his home with his kids or his grandkids or whatever the fuck. I think Chris kind I, of I thought. He was a lawyer. He, yeah, he talked about how he turned his life around, and, and he, he gets was, randomly stabbed. I don't know. It's it, very he did sad. It, he did it trying to Save. trying to trying to trying to help. I know. I feel like that. I know, a but it was noble. still it was still just sad and, and a downer for a, a downer movie. Like I don't know. It just didn't. I I, I don't. I, hopefully, anyone's listening to this knows that I don't like the ice cream and cake endings all the time, and like there doesn't always have to be a, a love interest and a relationship in the middle of every fucking movie that's not about that. Um, but there is a love story here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my defense would be, though... But I, I don't know. I just It was def- such a downer for me. So my defense in what you're saying would be that... that at least how I felt about that ending was that um, he's the main... He's the storyteller. He's the main character. And, and those guys all... Those guys all affected his life. Like, when he was growing up, they, they were part of who he was and, and how he became the man he was. And this was like a big event in his life and he's telling it but it doesn't the outcome of what happens to them isn't as big of a deal as how how they affected him growing up as a child uh, so gra- they're his friends yeah. they're his gang his group granted granted so i'll give you all that except that i don't know richard dreyfus's character yeah at all i don't care about him i don't yeah. like and i know it's gordy and we learn a bit about gordy when he's young but we don't know gordy when he's old so i it, it just it seemed like the movie was more about this group of four kids and i get that only Chris stayed with Gordy and the other two ran. So you want to exit them from the movie and tell me that one one was an average guy and the other guy went to prison. That's fine. But it just seemed like most of the movie was spending time with the four kids. And then they're like, drunk, loser, dead, and we're done. Yeah, successful And, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a... All I can show you is that I'm obviously rich. And <laughs> and then it's like, great. So money money brings happiness. I just... I didn't dig it. It, it kind of took away from the impactfulness of some of the other parts of so the movie. That's, I mean, a huge speed bump because that was the end of the movie. Exactly. So, I mean, that's like... Yeah. A, so that one stuck like a, out for that's me. That's like a brick wall, but... I literally was like, I was like, the fuck? When it wrapped up like that? And I was like, okay, buy um, a big room with I, the nice bookshelf. I, I guess that never affected me in that way. To, <clears throat> like, uh, I don't know if I want to just jump to... I guess I could jump to the things that bothered me. I, we're talking speed bumps sure. now. So then sure. we can talk about the things we like later. But the speed bumps that bothered me were... Um, it's okay when Gordy cries at the end about how his father loved his brother more because yep. they're building up to that and I feel like Gordy is more sensitive and he's a writer and an artist. What I didn't like is when Chris Chambers cried. I feel like you can't have them both cry because it's less impactful at the end if Chris Chambers already went through that because then he's just paying Gordy back for helping him when he was having a rough time. Plus, I don't think it fits his character he's a little bit tougher and rougher than the other guys like if they're all just if they're all sensitive and they all cry then like they're all the same so i just didn't feel like it fit his character and so i would have taken that out of the movie because i feel like it hurts the ending when gord gordy has his emotional moment 
And that's kind of the climax of the movie. So I don't know why Chris Chambers is having his little ball fest about stealing the money. I don't mind that he stole the money. I think it would have been funny if it was a joke where he said, they thought I stole the money. And, and then he's like, but you did steal the money. He's like, yeah, but they just assume. Do you know what I mean? Then that could have been really funny for his character that his character doesn't like um, that everybody thinks he is what, what you know they want to think he is and that he can't be anything else. But I don't think he needed to cry there. The, and then the pie story, gone. Yeah, you don't need fuck? to show that. First of all, it doesn't work. And that it's was not like funny. legit gross as fuck. Yeah, and it's not funny anymore. And it doesn't seem to work for me. And also, you don't really need him to tell a story to make him a writer. He's just he's a fucking writer. Just accept it. You don't need the weird story at the campfire. I, I wouldn't have even minded a story from him to show like his imagination. But the, the visuals and everything else, yeah, I just like it's so the the vomit from the side of the first characters who have the hilarious like Monty Python style hose vomit coming yeah. out. Some of some of it just looked plain bad. They didn't have the right angles on the face. You could actually like at one point see the guy's full open mouth, and then stuff was shooting from the side of his cheek. Like all you got to do is turn side profile, dude. Um, so, <laughs> so they messed that up. But then other people are like spitting jam or shit onto the faces oh, it just man. also didn't I seem it was nasty it seemed like it wasn't it wasn't a good story it wasn't very funny now and it wasn't it it's almost, because it's this giant fat guy and then everybody in the town he lives in is an asshole there's yeah. not a single person there that's like that's like hey like don't pick on this kid it's just it's it's a whole swarm of assholes and then he pukes on them and gets them to puke as a like because apparently I don't know it's fucking it's just it's, weird. yeah it's really weird <laughs> now I would say you could take out that and you could take out Chris Chambers crying yeah and and a couple of the voiceover sections but this movie's already only an hour 32 so yeah. you'd be cutting this for me you'd be cutting this down to about 80 minutes which is fine like there's just not you much can have here, an hour 20 there's nothing wrong with an yeah, hour I mean, 20 that's think about this story as a little adventure these guys walk down the tracks and find a dead kid that doesn't need to be long no it no. doesn't meanwhile I'm, I'm, there's I'm, a group of hoods um who need to cause a little bit of conflict at the end and we likely spend a little bit too much time trying to develop what was i'm, I'm tr what's the second guy in the in the cobra's group the new guy to the cobra's group the one that's the one that found the body and they're keeping it quiet? Is he one he of them? He was one of the guys. Yeah, he was one of the guys who was talking about it with the other guy on his porch. Hmm. He seems um, to be like the level-headed one of the group and like, let's not get into trouble. I forget the actor's Billy, name. Billy Tessio? Is that the guy? No, I don't think so. Tessio is He was in Of Mice and Men. He was in Of Mice and Men and a few other things. Uh, Which of these gentlemen? Casey. Casey. Eyeball Casey? Eyeball. Casey, that's what I said, Billy Tessio. Oh, yeah, his character's name is Billy Tessio, but his real name is Casey Samasco. Sorry, that was a long segue to, to get to that. But he, like, they seem to focus on him quite a bit um, because he's in on the initial discussion about the body, but, like, there's no character development except that he doesn't want to get in trouble, but he's in a group with people who are, like, stealing cars and they're, like, the rogues of the neighborhood and carving cobras into their arms, like, to show how badass they are. And Kiefer Sutherland's always like really on the edge and would he really hurt someone or not? And he pulls knife on kids only to be one up to have a gun pulled on him. Um, I don't know. I mean... It's the same as the bad guys in The Lost Boys, 
right? Where we have time with them, and I don't. What the fuck? We're not developing any of those characters. It's just stupid. Don't 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 talk about that. Yeah, you don't you don't get to talk about <laughs> Lost Boys. You don't get to talk about Lost Boys, Jonathan. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. Terrible decision on your part to say that. Yeah, like all this. I, I liked all the stuff with the boys and and their adventure, and the, they had to run into a group of nasty kids at, later on at the end. That's fine. Um, I I understand you're saying also like I mean. The char- those bad guy characters are pretty one dimensional. You don't need the whole chicken scene. No, yeah, our, right? And, right. Yeah, where he like drives yeah, that car yeah. off the road. Yeah, yes. John's right about and that. You, like, don't, you don't need enough. Those, you set them up in the beginning. You see those two guys talk about it. Those guys overhear them about the body. Yeah. Then you see the scene where they're like trying not to talk about it. And you, you find out because he voiceovers and says, well, the secret wouldn't be there long. And yeah. you know that they know. And then at the end, you can see them arrive. So arrive. this is yeah. like a 75-minute movie. And there's nothing no. wrong with no, that. No. There's no. Nothing, although well, we I talked think, recently, didn't we, about like why can't movies be yeah. whatever. Whatever lines, they are, just right? tell the story and get it done. I think, I think there, that's the opportunity to do that is open today. For sure, I think it would be to do a seventy-five minute movie in streaming. I think I think there were time restraints you'd had to put a movie in the theater. Yeah, but not now. In st- no, no, the studio head would have never allowed it. I, I I honestly do believe though that for it to be a theatrical release, it has to be. I think it has to be. I think it has to be eighty minutes. If you're gonna charge that. someone thirty bucks for yeah, a seat, you gotta fucking make. Well, it nowadays, while. back then it was 100%. like a five bucks or yeah, whatever. You get a chocolate bar and a fucking pop for five bucks with the movie. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um. Like uh, the train scene, very super tense. They did a good job in the train scene. Uh, oh, except yeah. when Jerry o- O'Connell was crawling on the fucking ground. God, I wanted to kick that kid into the universe. Me too. I might have left him. I found some bad performances, though, with uh, River Phoenix when he was talking to Gordy. I hate all that. You're better than that, man. You're going to be a writer, man. You're yeah, gonna be better than that. Us, should I man. pass off, though, with kid actors? Like, I give I kid actors I, a lot of room. Yeah, like I look for if if they're like waiting for the lines to be said to give an answer instead of like acting like they're genuinely listening and responding, which mm-hmm. I think is like what makes all the difference in good acting. Um, that's why I said before, like um, I thought like Jerry just being the silly fat friend that, that it comes with. It seemed like he always had a smirk on his face like he was. I don't know. I don't want to presume what was running through the mind. It just didn't come across as like solid, but the others like looked like there were times when they were like super into it. And like River Phoenix, especially like in a couple of his scenes where he had to be um, like really tough or, or kind of emotional, he seemed to play the gambit of that fairly well for, you know, he must've only been like 13 or 14 at that time. Um, yeah. I mean, I would have cut. No one's winning an Oscar for this. That's not what I'm saying. But as far as kid actors go, like there wasn't too much here, even from Jerry O'Connell that stood out and was like, what am I watching? The, the the fucking scale of actors in this. Yes. It's a big time actors and you, you would expect it just goes to show like you, you can become great and not start that way. Yep. Right? That is true. Jerry O'Connell hey. married Rebecca Romaine later. Yeah, so Right? They all married to her today. Yeah. Well, I think he's kind of a cuck, but it's fine. He married her. No, yeah. I, I Whatever you like, him. by the way. I'm not he I'm always, not, no, not he, knocking he, that lifestyle. He always uh he always pops in on uh on what's his name's podcast, uh, Justin Long's, and yeah, he, he's he like, talks, "Hey guys, Rebecca said I could get out of the house today." No, he does talk about her quite a bit and stuff. So it's interesting to me because he seems to have I calmed talk down. I talked about her too unbearably. Yeah. You oh yeah. Did I mention to, I'm married to her? Yeah, all the time. Did you watch the X Men movie? He, he does say that. Fucking <laughs> off the he, chain, he, dude. He does she's say way better she's, than Jennifer Lawrence. He says she's out of his league all a lot too, uh-huh. which is funny. But I guess that's just him being, you know, being humble. Jerry. Humble. 
Trying to be humble, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's a bit of a Tomcat. He did a movie called Tomcat, if I am not mistaken. Tomcat. There you go. I can't reference that, but good on you for knowing it. I, I like Jerry. I, I like, like Jerry too. Kush. I like him as Kush. Yeah, no. Did well Kush there. Kushlash. Yeah. Kushlash. <laughs> his song's terrible. His guitar playing and his lyrics and his singing are just awful. He should just stick to throwing that fucking football. Yeah. <laughs> just throw the football, Jerry. Yeah. Colin's giving tips to an imaginary person. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, stand this by me. This movie's so exciting. We're talking about other shit now. Um, yeah. You, you, I don't know about this movie. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. I, I kind of came into this hopeful. But listening to you guys and my own complaints. I mean, it's just... It's, it's got a lot of chinks in the fucking armor here, Brent. boys. Yeah, Brent. Opposition Brent. All right. Well, fuck. This wasn't necessarily... Get the ball back. Take, but I'll do it. This fucking crossfire. Someone's got to defend it. <laughs> the bow tie. All right. It's stand by me, goddammit. So, I mean, this is a Stephen King, right? Yeah, it was a I'll novella. I'll start with this. I'm, I'm developing it. So, right. when Stephen King saw this movie with Reiner, apparently... He was like started shake like Rob Reiner noticed him like visibly shaking during the movie, and after the movie, Stephen King just like left the theater. Low blood sugar and uh, Parkinson's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chemical dependency. Yeah. So they um, Reiner leaves the theater to go fucking talk to King to to see because he his his thought is that is he's like he incensed. Coke? Has he not been on coke? Like fucking writing all this stuff and all. Yeah. He said he was. I think, yeah, for a long time. He said he doesn't even, even remember, remember writing. writing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he didn't remember writing this. No, he didn't remember writing. It was either Cujo, Cujo or it was, Catherine. It was Cujo. Yeah. It was Catherine. Well, Christine. No, it was Chris. One of those. <laughs> it was Cujo. He doesn't. He doesn't remember writing Cujo. Karen? Yeah, Cujo. Yeah, he was on too much blow. He doesn't remember it. So that's not this though. But it might have been he was on blow during that thing because the shaking seems really weird for what I'm about to tell you. Yep. Uh, so Reiner goes out and asks him about his thing, and he said that he didn't feel anything of his had been done as well. Or is true to his original story. That, uh, maybe I would, I haven't read the novella, but I've seen some of King's other movies brought to film and mostly they're not great. No. I don't know if there are any good ones. Shawshank. But the thing, but the Shawshank thing, yeah, Redemption, Shawshank. Okay. Shawshank, yeah. That was a novella though. The a thing very about a lot of King's too. horror though is that I think that the, and the thing about writing horror, I think that is different than watching horror is that your imagination does a lot of the feeling. Because, King writes a lot of these stories that are stories that people wouldn't traditionally like his whole take on horror or on any kind of thriller, right, is always different. And this movie seems to be like Shawshank, a serious departure from what is his usual day to day is, mm -hmm. right? Um, this is like an exploration of childhood and like you're saying, a coming of age story. And it's got just like some of these little it's like it's like a kid's a coming of age story just filled with anecdotes, I guess. Like the thing, like, like, okay, now we got fucking uh, leeches on us and we, poor Will got one on his dick, which by the way, Will must be doing okay. Cause that leech was gigantic. Yeah. If that leech was on my dick. It would have been at least half hanging off. So good on you, sir. Um, I agree. And then like, and then like fucking chopper sick balls, right? Like, yeah. like these are, these are things that are funny in the moment, but what are they doing to the story? There's nothing happening beyond like. Like, they're barely an obstacle as we're moving through the story. Yeah, Chomp Chompers was a kind of a cute, smaller dog. There was this big thing brought up, like, uh, there was Chopper uh, here, uh, and Chopper sick balls. And then it turns out to be, like, what, a fucking lab or a golden retriever or something? And then he says, sick him. And he's like, but what? A, and then the voiceover comes in. What I heard was sick balls. Like, 
It's a. Uh, do you know what the voiceover sounds like sometimes? Sorry, I know I deviated from trying no, to defend this, fine. but no. sometimes the voiceover comes in like, uh, and this is going to be something that not everyone's going to be able to relate to. But anyone that's seen Duke's a hazard, um, <laughs> all of a sudden yes. will just freeze frame, and then the voice will be like, "Well, how are the boys going <laughs> to get out of this one?" Or like, "Well." They're sure in a mess now. Yeah. That's what it comes out as. It's almost like this. Ready to go to commercial or something. Yeah, it's like you're watching the movie with your uncle, and he's been having too many beers, and he's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Uncle Colin, pause the movie and be like, oh, what the boy's going to do next? <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. So I feel like that. Like it's, it's sometimes, Jesus Christ, because when I watched it, to tell you the truth, I think I just, some of these movies that you remember or that you've seen quite a bit when you were younger, and you just have this like fondness of you're like you're like yeah not my favorite movie but I remember that being a good movie right I know I move my head around lots and so it's like very dynamic sense yeah, so the point is um, I feel like like the nostalgia of the movie kind of um, kept up with me when I was watching it and it's not until now when we're really starting to discuss it and you're really starting to look at it a bit more because you try to look objectively at these things when you're watching them because you're watching them with the intent to discuss them on a show where we're just talking about does it hold up and it's not always that easy. You're very biased. And yeah. this movie, I think, is a huge thing where 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 we are all, I think, so biased on it because it's it's this fondness. I think we were this age when this movie came out. When did it come out? 89? 89. No, so 87? 86, I think. Okay, so we're, we're younger than them. But, I mean, we're still, like, we're kids when we saw this movie. So we would have related to it as kids on this adventure. And I think as an adult looking back on it, I think that... The story is nice, um, but I feel like it could have been done better. Like John said, with the bookend, with the I don't know if with it like is all nice. of a sudden they're, they're going to see a dead body and and but then it's nice because it's with it's, abuse and it's about their friendship, right? I know, but it is. But they're all a bunch of little homophobes. But that was the time. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of the. Uh, is it they say fag a lot? Yes, yeah, they do. And, and this isn't based the in the eighties either. This is based in they the yeah, the yeah. They say it the fifties yeah. or sixties, isn't it? The set. Yeah. Yeah, because the that's one thing that this movie is fucking gangbusters in is the music, music man. Yeah, I love it. I, I um, my mom listened to all this music growing up, so I, for me, it's if you throw this into a movie, it's already got a notch. For yeah, me. yeah. It is a little. It's definitely a little boring. Like, I mean, what really happens to them? They like get chased by a dog that's not a scary dog. Then they get chased by a train. And then the train thing is like about the most exciting thing that happens to them. And then they get some leeches on their balls and their dicks a little bit. That's and, what I'm saying. Is it's just a collection of of moments that yeah. don't really do anything to drive anything. Yeah, and they try and have some conflict or. Motion with the characters a little bit but like it might even take some of the journey out of it that they take you know 70% of the movie to get there and then the bad guys just show up in their car like oh we're yeah. going okay vroom we're here oh so then it's like yeah, I don't know. are you telling me they could have just walked along the road to get there because they travel for days yeah it seemed like days two, well they it say they're like, gone for two days so I think it was like a day there and a day back and like it had to have been set way back. That's the thing is this doesn't seem like a period piece to me. Like really the only um, the only time you get a sense of it is when they're the, um, uh, the Kiefer's driving on the road and they're playing that game of chicken. You see that they're in like old as shit cars. Yeah. Uh, so that but it doesn't I, my mind doesn't go there. I actually watch this movie and I'm like, wow, my parents would be like super upset if I just went away for two days when I was 12. Like and I had a little sack or my little uh, bedroll. 
Like what the hell? No one even has bed rolls. Come on. They they well they lied about <laughs> they lied about where they were going. They said they were going each other each other's houses oh, did or they? whatever. Okay, yeah, they had a whole plan where they're all sleep at your house, you sleep at my house, and yeah, okay. yeah, one of those things. Yeah, they're so, like we guys sleep at each other. So, anyways, houses. time we talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Will Wheaton and River Phoenix are definitely gay for each other in this movie. I oh, mean, there is something beyond just close kids. There is an there is a love there, and I'm not saying that they are. That they are gay characters, but they are so. I think I think I think straight people can have, um, like same gender romance, right? Yes. Um, and I think you that's what this is. Yeah, bromance. No, but beyond bromance, because oh. these guys seem to like love each other. They don't just like. They're not just tight. There is like something beyond that. There, there is. Seth and Evan love each other and super bad. Yeah. They even yes. like not, have an yes. awkward. They not even have like a, this, awkward yeah. morning. Yes. awkward morning regret for the things they did and yeah, said and hugging and. But that's played off comically with purpose is. to with with the purpose to highlight that. This is. There is an intimacy here, I guess, is what I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah, well, they it's are, because they, they share such a, deep deep stories. They like, do, man. But I thought it just felt like so intimate to me. He's like like River Phoenix really sticks up for Gordy. Well, yeah, and he's and, and, and he, he's like protective of him in that way, and Gordy allows himself to be protected because he doesn't have a big brother anymore, and I think Chris kind of fills that a, a little bit, or Chris feels like he has to. But so yes, I got the same thing, but I couldn't help myself, and I was like, shit, I shouldn't, I shouldn't just jump there automatically. Like this could be, they're so young, like things aren't even sexual yet. Well, and that's what I'm saying is I don't think it's sexual. I think that there is. So I guess maybe I said it uh, a little bit abrasively, but I, I mean that there no. is that intimacy that it's not a sexual thing, but there is romance. So there is a there is that love there. They yeah. have that love for each other without being um, inserting. Lovers. Yeah, and is yeah, that there's why no, there's <laughs> no? I mean, they for sure measured at least once, is, but they probably never penetrated. And is that why Richard Dreyfus is so upset over Chris's death, even though he hadn't seen him in? What did he say? 10 years? Over 10 years he hadn't seen him? Longer. I think, I think 20 years. But like maybe like that was my first love kind I think of thing? so, yeah. yeah. I think that's their bond, that forever, right? That would have been and interesting he even, he even writes at the end. He's like, yeah. he's like, I just never, like, I never had any friends like I did when I was 14 or whatever he writes. Friends that like, like He's insert. like, Jesus, does anyone? And like, <laughs> yeah. that insert. When, 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 you're, when you're young, you can just say you're taste testing it. I guess, yeah. Just like Coke and Pepsi, yeah. But no, I think it's, I, I think to be serious, I think it's he. Do you like vagina or penis? Eh, I'll try a little bit of both. Yeah. See what I like. See what I like. I mean, you should definitely try a little of both. That's what college is for. <laughs> you know. Experimentation. Yeah. Move downtown and do whatever you want to do. The, um, <laughs> the, the, the relationships in this, I think that those are the relationships. The other two kids feel like add-ons but they, they only feel that way after they run away from the fight with Kiefer they seem like all tied together as like part of the group and there's the one they beat on and you know the the army brat um I don't know who has a little bit of an attitude they, they all seem to have equal footing in the in, you could tell that Gordy and Chris were closer but I don't know I only felt I felt like the group was tight up until the end and then it's like they run away and then once again like became nothing uh went to prison and then it was like so then they did become secondary and i was like oh i didn't get the sense throughout the rest of it because like it wasn't gordy and chris that got stuck by the train right that was gordy and and jerry 
whatever that kid's name. So like they were given them equal playing field with a lot of different stuff. So it's funny because a movie that came out last year does a better job of doing what this movie did. Um, I was trying to do, I think, and it's called, I think you guys both said it's called good boys. Oh yeah. I love good boys. And you love this. movie. The reason why though, is because it's the exact same uh, point in these kids lives. Because in this story, they, um, Will Wheaton's character and um, Will River Phoenix talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. That next year, they're going to be in like junior high. And so depending on if you're going to take shop or depending on if you're going to like take the smart math classes is who's going to, you're going to see each other in class more. And the other guys, you're not going to see so much because they're going to be like doing the other thing. And this happened, I'm, I think to all of us, it happened to me when I went from like, you know, grade six to grade seven. And yeah. then I, you start taking like the classes you want or whatever. And some people are smarter and some people took wood shop or whatever. Yeah. I think even whatever Phoenix character talks about taking wood shop yeah, or whatever. He does. And he's like, you can't do that, man. Or I'm going to take wood shop too. And he's like, no, you're not. You're going to take writing because you're a writer, <laughs> which is the shit I don't like. But in good boys, <laughs> it was the same thing that one kid had matured faster than the others. And he liked girls and he wanted to go to the kissing party. The other two guys don't really want to go to that kissing party. They just want to like help him out to kiss that cute girl. And like at the end of the day, they uh, they all split apart and stuff, but they come together for one last time. They go on their parents' sex ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, like that works way better than this. It's, I And I and the writing is better. And the, uh, the and the, those kids are not River Phoenix and uh, Will Wheaton. And, no. And, but I think they're. See, here's it's a, th- a better story. It's, it's just a better script. Any kind of coming of age story that's going to. Uh, involve or end with a more serious note is just going to be, I think a downer at the end of the day, because it's got to focus on like the death of innocence. And that's sad for everybody that at one point we were carefree and didn't have jobs to go work and we could run around and like stay up all night doing whatever we want and have sleepovers and just no cares. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, debt, (laughs) have have a good one. So watching it, watching something like this with, with these kids losing their innocence, like they do. Um, and this is around something very specific around finding a body and and like having crazy ass problems at home that you don't want to, you know, it's hard for, hard for anybody to deal with, let alone a kid. Um, that's a heavy topic. And then the good boys is a much funnier take on it because you're going to come out with like sex swings and even even with the hard story that the good times won't always be there and people like grow and change um well it's funny because they all meet at a party and and they all they it's only been a couple weeks but they all they make it in it's funny because they make it into a bigger deal than it is they it's been a couple weeks and they're like how have you guys been they're like good yeah, yeah. And then the one guy's already got a different girlfriend from the last yeah, time they met. Because right. when you're a little kid, you just date a bunch of people, right? Because yeah. you're not doing anything with them. You're just like, you're my girlfriend. So that's kind of the innocence there is funny. In this, they they make it serious Very too. Serious. But it's uh, it's um, it, it works on certain levels when they're on the road and they're walking down the train tracks and and they're having those conversations and stuff. And and like, what do you like? What do you guys think of the stuff with um? Uh, Corey Feldman where that guy calls him his father loony 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 and then he like gets freaks out and tries to beat him up and he's like man I was in Normandy or whatever yeah yeah no I like that's that's strong stuff because like that almost was like some of the best stuff for character development it was and it like and his the, ear it put the kids in their place too where they should have been because they were acting like little entitled jerks and that guy that yeah guy they were like, acting like all dicks. you kids yeah they were acting like dicks so we gave it back in the hardest way possible and 
and they doubled down yeah, too. Yeah, I kind of he, agree he, with him. When they could have left kid, and walked away. When but, I was a kid, I would have been like, when I was a kid, I bet you I was like, that guy's a jerk and his stupid dog. But now this time I was just like, those kids are little pricks. Yeah, they were. And he was, he, like he, was, he was our kids. They are, but you also have to think they are kids. And that kid in particular is the victim of abuse. And yeah. what he's doing is making fun of it. So that guy is an asshole. Yeah. Oh, no, that, I'm not saying that guy's not. I'm just but saying that, that guy was like minding his own business. Yeah. These kids breaking his thing. And then they make fun of him oh, and please, his dog. They were walking through his junkyard. It's fucking <laughs> that's still, hardly that's a big deal. That's his junkyard, Brent. Yeah, it's fenced off. <laughs> please. And if they get hurt on his property, all that. Idea. If some I, kids, I, I empathized with him this time around. I thought like he, it definitely got mean. But um, you can see the point where the kids just could have walked away. But Gordy actually is like, yeah, fuck you, fat ass. And then the guy like just got fed yeah. up and said the meanest thing Can he could. Can you imagine if some kids were in your backyard and then they jumped over the fence and you went to talk to them and your dog came out and they're making fun of you and calling you stupid and your dog? Would you be like, what the hell is wrong with you kids? You guys broke into my property and now you're like making fun of me? Like, screw yeah. you, you little bastard. Like, you're, you're an idiot and you're a moron. <laughs> and then you like look at them and you're like, you're Bobby Smith's kid. And yeah, like, like, what like, your dad's you, an alcoholic. I'll tell you exactly what I always would have done. I would have said, hey, demeanor you are to me, demeanor I'm going to be to the people you love. So keep talking shit. You got a brother that you're fond of? I'm going to break his legs. You, can, you, you like your dad? I'm going to beat him up. You're a kid. I can't touch you. But everyone that's of age around you, I'm going to hurt them. You got one uncle that sticks up for you when your dad tries to drink too much and be abusive? <laughs> that uncle's going to have a tough week. So, so sorry. That's the way you deal with yeah, it. Yeah, so that's even more psychologically damaging than that guy talking about his father being a loony, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, you don't make fun of a kid's burnt ear off because his dad fucking beat him up. Oh, no, that's yeah, totally that's out harsh. of line. And they're, they're, everyone was out of line in that scenario, so that's tough. Yeah, and then the pie-eating thing. Jesus, no, no. I, let's let's. I don't know what else we got. What else we got on this? I don't know. <laughs> this, this podcast this, felt weird. I don't think. Yeah, they I have a forty-five caliber gun. Like that's crazy. Yeah, he's got a, his dad's nineteen eleven. That, that is that a forty-five, John? I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. So when he shoots that gun, that had no kickback. Mm. Like I've shot a forty-five before. It's when he shoots the guy. He didn't know he'd pulled the trigger. He didn't think it was loaded, and he was like, "Oh." There's no way that thing would have flown out of his hand. It would have popped up. I'm and not going to worry face. about gun realism. The trigger control. I guess this is movie's... hideous in this movie, but they're kids. Every time John... one of the kids was holding the gun, John... he had his finger on the trigger. I was like, huh. John... the trigger Please control. Do not. And if he didn't know the chamber was clear, like they, they all knew, they all thought they knew how to use that gun a little bit more confidently than they ought to have. So I'm surprised there wasn't another accidental discharge and potential death. Well, I thought he was going to shoot Kiefer Sutherland the first time when I was a kid. It could have been an he, accident because he pulls back the hammer. Yeah, which is another yeah. So that, I call he, bullshit on that. His fingers he fired, on the. He fired the gun in the air first to get everyone's attention, and that's a. I believe it was a 1911 pistol, so the slide would have. Uh, the, the slide would have went, and the hammer on the gun would have already been cocked. So unless Gordy decocked it and then brought it up and cocked it again for effect, which I doubt that he did. That was bullshit. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Gun realism score zero. <laughs> well, there you go. Doesn't hold up. <laughs> that yeah. alone is enough for me. Yeah. And Kiefer brought a knife to a gunfight. Well, yeah. Which is silly. He's Kiefer, Kiefer though. Sutherland's, Do you remember him from Lost Boys? Amazing performance. His character's also like so sociopathic. <laughs> it makes no sense. He yeah, like drives directly at people. 
like without moving out of the way and he's gonna he tells his friends who's gonna hang out with that guy he told him he was gonna kill them yeah, he's got no depth yeah. he's said, just, yeah yeah straightforward no, he's like, like if any of you guys had 20 bucks i would have killed you already or something yeah, like, like that thanks and, like, a lot, and, man. and he said that like seriously yeah i'd be like you know what i think i'm going home now yeah yeah i don't want to be a cobra anymore does this Stop wash off how does this, how does this work yeah also Those idiots. that town it looks like fucking the worst town ever <laughs> like not like it's just a fucking garbage place. They they hold that kid down and they're gonna burn that kid's face right in Main Street. No one is around to say anything about it. Yeah. Not only that, but every kid except for Will Wheaton has abusive fucking home life. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess maybe that was the fifties, but wow, man. <laughs> yeah. He kind, I guess Will Wheaton's was kind of abusive. His father was. Oh kind yeah. Of like Huge. ignored him. Yeah, they were they they were totally abusive. I think that was through um through not because they were like necessarily terrible people, but because the tragedy is fucking would just became too much for them. To yeah, well the first son was older and very perfect star ball player, everything. Like Will Wheaton would have been too young to even develop an inkling of potential in any one category. Yeah. Yeah. Well but I guess still, yeah, they were abusive even then because they didn't give a fuck about Will Wheaton. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even read his story. Like like John Cusack wrote his story. He said it was good. Yeah. He liked it. They were just caught up. I think the they were just caught up in that pie story because then his taste is garbage. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was more of a baseball player than a critic. Yeah, that's true. Well, if, if Gordy's examples of stories are the pie story and then this movie, Stand By Me, because we're seeing what he was writing, then how successful was he really? Pretty successful, turns out. Or maybe hey. his wife. I mean, look how big Twilight was. You don't have to have any skill to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's crazy. So okay. the thing is, this movie does like I don't know. There's Do you something want to call weird. it? Yeah, call it. Fuck it. Don't make me call it. Why? I, because I don't. I, All right. So the thing is. Oh, is he? Are you gonna call <sighs> it? This is where you could like get it out. Give yourself the final push. Yeah, this is it. You're sensing the the, the way things are going in the room, and now it's the big moment. Dun, 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 it feels like a dun, weird movie to dun, say it doesn't dun, hold up. Dun, okay. Dun, 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 it doesn't feel dun, to me like like dun, when I came dun, here, dun, uh, dun. we were gonna talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. I was definitely gonna say it holds up. So was I. I um, was as well. <laughs> and the thing is, everybody. <laughs> I think what you said earlier was one hundred percent correct. When I was watching it, I was giving a lot of things a pass because of nostalgia. And I'd, when I, you were saying that, I was like, "That's what I did." I in haven't my head. seen this movie a ton, so this wouldn't be like Goonies or I hadn't even seen Goonies a ton. I don't think, oh, but I, I would have been like uh, the Explorers. That would have been more up my alley. Oh God, that's um, gonna be terrible. Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Is that one where they're going to space? Somewhere, yeah. Is that where they're going to space? But I think Spielberg had something to do with oh, that. Oh, yeah. And I it's some of the too. same kids are in that, too. Ruby yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, they are. And Jerry O'Connor. It's real bad. You're, you're not missing nothing. Oh, it's crazy. Anyway, you're so, glad to have missed that. Um, yeah, I didn't have quite the same history with it. Maybe that's why I was tougher in this episode. And maybe some of what I said hit home. Yeah. If it's causing some secondary thoughtsies. Well, I just don't know, man. Like, this one's a really tough one for me because it's a lot of movies is just obvious. There's, like, really big hiccups, and it makes it. But, I like, to tell you the truth, like, I like all these kids. I, I, I buy into them all. They're, like, they have different upbringings and different struggles and stuff like that, and that's all, you know, fine. They're, no one is overly complex, but they do a good job of giving them depth. Um... The with story, real problems too. With real problems, yeah. significant problems, grown-up fucking yeah. type of problems. In some cases, yeah. like the abuse that some of these kids are enduring at home, is 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 terrible to think about, and that that makes the character interesting. I fucking Jesus, I have a tough time with this one, man. I I gotta say, oh fuck, I don't know. 
<laughs> I know. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you take longer so I can like figure out a way to fix it. You want this. me to go before you finalize? Call it. Yeah, please, because I'm just gonna meander here for a bit. <clears throat> okay. Well, ultimately, um, I, I really enjoyed the time I spent with the young men. Um, they were. It's very appropriate way of putting it. Yeah. They, no. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context, maybe not so much. But John's like John likes young boys on the bottom of the poster of this episode. It's uh, just like John likes young men. Yeah. John enjoys the time he spent with, with the young, young men. I do, yeah. With um, these young men, <laughs> because their adventure in itself was interesting. Um, but unfortunately, the the side gang with Kiefer just. They had a simple job they needed to do in this story and they gave them too much and it was ended up just being confusing. I think some of them were brothers of some of the boys in the group. Yeah, they but were. But that didn't make, end up stopping anything from the way it was going. Escalating, yeah. I thought that was weird. It didn't de-escalate. It actually asked, So that stood out. And, and I didn't know who was who. I was like, I think that's his brother. And is this guy this guy's Chris, brother? Chris's brother earlier on watches that guy like almost burn his eye with a cigarette and he laughs. Yeah. I would never have allowed that if I was my brother. I don't care who the hell that guy yeah. is. I would have kicked the shit out of that so, guy. My brother had a rule. Only he was allowed to beat me up. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's most brothers. That didn't even make <laughs> maybe, any sense. Yeah, that maybe. actually didn't even make any sense to me that his brother enjoyed so much that watching his brother getting beat up by his friend, that made no fucking sense. I actually think that was bullshit. I yeah, don't believe any of that. Exactly. So little things like that. And then for me, the book ending of the movie just makes this movie such a downer. So instead of being a story of discovery um, and, and a coming of age story, it's just this big like... Here's the moment when my life changed forever, then skip everything in my life, and now let's just wrap it up here at this fucking end where I'm successful and everybody else sucks. The end. This was a time in my life. And and it's just not a good enough story for me. Um, I think this could have honestly been like 65 minutes and just been an interesting little adventure for four young men who, who go through something. And you'd have to figure out some way to come into the movie in some way to come out it doesn't have to be at some different bookend it could be within the story but you just need to to get things wrapped up from telling the story a little bit more without going to the you know sprawling text or more voiceover um that's what i think so yeah i didn't have the big affinity to it but i still don't think it holds up now um I, and it could have it's it's, it's like 60 percent there and it's just you can't have a 60 percent there movie I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to do stuff at the end there with where he has the kids because ha- the kids have a little bit of dialogue. Heart. They're like, "Yeah, my dad. He always loses track of time when he's in here or whatever." And and then they want to go to the pool. And so he's a father now, and he's, you know, like he seems like a better father <laughs> than the fathers that they had when they were kids. So sure. I feel like that's kind of what what's going on at the ending. At least that's what I'm getting. A lot of the the, the whenever I've watched this, it's. He he's the father. Making up for mistakes. He's the father now, and he has his own kids, and he's <laughs> looking back on his life as a child, and yeah. and uh, you know reminiscing, and because he lost his friend uh, who he hadn't seen in a long time. So I'm I'm okay with the ending. Yeah, I just think for that to work, you'd have to be know more about Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, and about. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I understand why you're saying that. I mean, it, it just it never stood out to me in the way that. It's, Oh, John's got to give his dog medicine. Apparently, uh, his uh, weird... Uh, uh, is, it a, is that Alexis? going to say it again. His yeah. listening device is giving us reminders. It is, yeah. Here's your reminder. Get ready to take medicine. I already did it, though. So, you're too late. Oh, so Alexa doesn't know. Is it Alexa? Yeah. And, like, Riggs uh, is his dog and named after the uh, Martin Riggs from 
uh, lethal weapon. How Absolutely. appropriate. But anyways, so I think uh, it's this is tough, man. A borderline. I came in thinking, hold up, with definitely a lot of speed bumps. And like John said, I mean, I would have edited down to 75, not 65. I think you could have got away with even maybe 80 minutes. Mm. There's a lot that need to go. And there's some bad performances. I definitely am. It's definitely not the movie it was when I was a kid. So does that mean it doesn't hold up? I don't know. It's tough. We got to hold up. Oh, man. I don't want to be the rubber, man. The shit. Right? Wow, I understand why right? it's so hard for Brent. <laughs> After God. my fifth element, when I take this very seriously, yeah. I even have spent time at home like being like, what, is the, what, is the, what does it mean to hold <laughs> up, man? I don't... Fuck. I, I think what it, well, what it means to me, and if I'm looking at this movie from that lens, fuck. This one's so borderline. Mm. <laughs> I... I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it it I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of good here. I'm gonna say this just just holds up for me. Like ju it's just it's real close. Mm. It's it's very tight, but oh god dang it, it's so oh man, it's so borderline. Shit. I don't wanna get this one wrong either. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with my instincts and say it holds up. I'm gonna uh, go with my right. first nice my first instinct i uh but once again it's very close this is one of the closest ones i think i've ever had where i really haven't been sure interesting i feel like brent so has, has I, that helped it, it it you know what it did, <laughs> did that help? make it worse no no it helped and i'll tell you why because we talked a lot of shit about it yeah and i don't know if we talked any good about it <laughs> not a lot that's what was upsetting and that's the thing I think is that we talked a lot of shit about it and then in my head I was like I think I didn't have the courage to say hold up but you have given me the courage I do think it holds up but I think the tone is weird because on one hand this movie has a very serious dark line through it yeah um, but all of the experiences from the kids are more like bubblegummy like Ah, we got eels on us now. And oh, we ran through old man Chomper's yard and he sucked his dog on us. He did call out one of our party afterwards for having an abusive, mentally ill father <laughs> uh, that burned his ear off. But most of the experience was, um, it just all feels like it doesn't have, like at the end of the day, they are going on an adventure to find a dead kid. And all of the experiences they're going through feel like they're not, they lack the gravity you need for that, I think. I know, and, and they, they try to force that in with the crying and the with the crying and stuff. But I yeah. feel like I feel like it's I feel like it could have been better, um, and there could have been more to See, do. I that. think you convinced me to make it not hold up. Yeah, I, I think I flipped. I thought you were supporting your vote of hold up. I did, did you, it. The, weird. What you just said, and the fact that we said nothing positive about this movie <laughs> makes me question. The I'm both changing of you. my what vote. Actually, I'm flipping. I'm flipping. <laughs> I'm going no hold up here. I'm sorry. I really want this movie to hold up. I, maybe that's my problem. I'm being a dick. <laughs> I'm being selfish. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm no. I am. I, I never flip flop. But this I'm going to flip flop. Episode. This <laughs> is son hilarious. of a bitch. I'm in. It doesn't hold up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you convinced me by saying it. that yeah. you were going to. I know. I know. And actually, you saying that made me realize what I wanted to do was I wanted to hold up. Yeah. yeah. 
because the thing is that it is nostalgic for me and I don't hate watching it. No. And I do like the kids and I feel like it's kind of like a fun adventure. Like I feel like I'm on the adventure with the kids and it's, it's, it's a little bit heartwarming to see like, you know, they grow together and they cry together and there's like, there's, there is those moments. And uh, overall though, the movie is just kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of got some nothingness to it. Yeah. It's it like does. not it a feels, movie. It doesn't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel very, um, there's not a lot of impact. There's nothing. That's what it is. Yeah. There's not impact. There's no. nothing that is polarizing enough to make you really feel one way or another. Yeah. Even when they find the body and stuff, it just all feels anticlimactic. Well, when they find the body, that's actually, it's actually the most interesting part that that's anticlimactic because that's what would be, be like true, to find a yeah. body. You would just be like, there it is. There's the dead body. We move the branches. There's kind of a dead bloated face. This is gross and it's going to impact me psychologically heavily. But ultimately, it's not a big sexy like moment with explosions and snakes and whatever else the fuck that would that you, not. Um, you don't John's need any on of that. Fire today. It's, he likened finding a dead kid to a sexy explosion. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, how do you make that sizzle, right? So yeah, and they didn't. Ultimately, it's not a. It's not enough of a big payoff. Um, not now, anyway. Maybe it was in '86. Maybe people were yeah. like, "God damn, a dead body!" If, yeah, I guess if they didn't find the body or something like that, or they had missed it, or the body was in like a labyrinth, I was still traps, alive, and he was like, like "Help me, come an yeah, ambulance!" Right? Jesus, I'm still alive. Like that guy in uh, Will Ferrell in uh, where, where he gets he. Uh, Dr. Evo. Oh, yeah. I'm badly burned. Please help me. It's beginning to smell a bit like almonds. <laughs> There's another thing that, that slightly bothers me is that if one person had just put in an anonymous phone call, which is what ends up happening in the first place, no one would have gotten in trouble and nothing bad would have happened. The cops would have went and got grabbed the kid's body and silently thanked the anonymous caller. Yeah, they wanted some celebrity out of it yeah. or they were going to call the news media. The the bad kids did. The I bad, think. yeah, that's what they thought. I think the good kids wanted it too. Yeah. They were going to bring it back on a stretcher. Yeah, also... They what were going to be heroes or their whatever? Their fucking plan was they were going to make a stretcher out of fucking branches from a tree and carry that rotting corpse... For like 48 hours. ...back <laughs> through the woods the way they came. That would have been a disaster, first of all, in the summer heat. Oh, my God. Yeah. They would have <sighs> they never made it. They weren't, They didn't think this out. No, already there would have been decomp, I would think. Oh, for sure. Not like they found him the day of. By they the found him days later. It was like yeah, two days in like a later. Wet area and stuff like some animals would have got that. Oh kid. yeah, like that wouldn't have been, that shouldn't have been as pretty. And it would have been worse if it was like disgusting, like horror level disgusting. Yeah. Oh, someone ate his eyes out. Obviously, a coyote. It just wouldn't have fit. So I don't know. It was like kind of destined to fail. It something about it. There's. It sounds like an interesting story. And these four kids like hiked for over a day and like spent a night in the woods without without any food. And their whole goal was to find a corpse. And along the way, they find each other. Like, it sounds like there's a movie there. It just, for for me, this one wasn't I like wasn't your it. version better. Yeah. I like your pitch. Yeah. Good pitch. With the snakes and, and yeah, the flashy, they just sexy explosions. The sexy dead kid explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sexy. All right. Well, uh, that this is weird. This is a weird episode. This is a um, weird episode. We, last episode we did, or whenever we did Glory, we talked about, uh, or no, it was American History X. We talked about the people needed the life skill of... Um, you know, thinking about things critically and um, changing your mind when the right evidence is presented. And so I'm in a way very proud of you and in a way 
I'm proud of you, you guys too, got no principles. Myself. You ain't sticking to nothing. You gave up on that just like that. I'm just kidding. I flip-flop hey, like... No, if I'm good at anything, it's giving up on I stuff. I flip-flop <laughs> like in the same podcast. I didn't yeah. even change. But I, I, I'm, I feel very strongly about my... I feel like that was the right choice. Yeah. This one feels like the Jerry Maguire... Not, sorry, not Jerry Maguire. Um, Ferris Bueller level discussion where I think you would just assume this movie would hold up and then you come in even maybe ready to say it did hold up. It's sad too because it's like an hour and a half long. It's there, yeah. it's not a long movie. And not a bad movie. No. Yeah, not a bad not, movie. It's not terrible, but, but it's 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 definitely... It suffers from not goodness. It's not bad. It's yeah, just not, not good. good. And it and it shows yeah. its age in that it's... Uh, but it's, the music is fucking great. Music's great. And there was nothing wrong with like directing. The music is good. The directing is fine. Yeah. And some of nothing the acting is good. For, for to have if if I were to make a movie with four kids of that age and they gave me those performances, I, I would never complain about it. I'd pick the kids from Good Jerry. Boys myself. Well, like, but like I like said, the like, Good Boys kids better. Seven of the actors in this movie are 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 celebrity, like very very Famous. successful. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I like. I really like the black kid from Good Boys myself, but these guys. Yeah, are he's right. hilarious. I just like it when he's like, "There's gonna be girls at the party." You know what that means? Drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go watch that movie instead. Good Boys. Go watch That's Good on Boys. Prime, isn't it? Or uh, Good Boys is on Crave. Prime or on Crave, which uh, is uh, would be HBO, HBO in the US Max yeah. or whatever. And since we have listeners from like eighty different countries, whatever you're streaming these days, go find go yeah, find that instead. I don't of know what that is in Stand Israel. Sorry, boys. Yeah. Girls, I think it's are. HBO Israel. Yeah, maybe it is. Uh, Probably. Go, go check it out. Anyway, so right. sorry, Stand By Me. It just uh, didn't make the cut, and you caused some flip flopping and some anxiety. We're sorry. And uh, sorry, we, we had a journey of our own, and what we found at the end was a corpse of a movie. Bam. Oh. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. There's that. Thanks for listening, everyone, um, so much. It's it's always great. We'd love to hear what you think. You can uh, get in touch with us. Um, just listen at the end of the show for the details of that. And as always, everyone, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.